Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. So where should we start? Um, 
let's do this. Your, your book sounds very sure. different and interesting. So let's start with genre. Uh, can you sure. tell us what inspired you to target the, the young adult audience? Um, you're a teacher, as we've said. Um, yep. Does that young adult audience include your students? Uh, and, you know, just talk a little bit about the whole uh, process of writing to a young adult audience. So I know I threw a lot of yeah, questions, sure. sort of pick and choose whatever <laughs> part of that you'd like to respond no, to first. Sure. Well, um, I, I, when I was first started writing, um, I was actually teaching elementary school. I was teaching uh, fourth grade. Uh, and I got – I was finishing up my master's um, degree, and I was doing a little bit of uh, research and history, and I got really into – um, 19th century history, basically Pennsylvania 19th century history, um, and in specifically in 1876, uh, the Centennial Exhibition that they held at, in Philadelphia, and that kind of just stuck in my mind. And I thought this is a really just a fascinating time period, especially in Pennsylvania, because not too far uh, to the north from Philadelphia, at the same time, you had the Molly Maguires who were active. And I just that that kind of stuck with me. So um, I, as I was teaching and uh, raising my own family, um, I had uh, uh, I have two kids, as I said, uh, uh, as you mentioned, um, and my son. He didn't really. He was more like to. He was more into sports. He didn't really like to read too much. And I thought, if I ever write a book, I want to write something that that he's interested in, something that's fast-paced, something that's, you know, kind of a mystery. Um, so I kind of had all these ideas, you know, swirling around in my head, um, given the historical, you know, information and research that, I do, that I've done and teaching and, you know, getting kids interested to read. And I just uh -huh. started, you know, writing this story. And it really, it, it, the first part of it just came, you know, pouring out. And, um, and I fleshed out uh, this mystery of this uh, this uh, brother and sister, you know, team, who uh, they they uh, encounter a tragedy when their father is killed, and their father gives them this mysterious box, and says tells them to keep it safe, and keep it hidden, and find your uncle, basically, and they uh, they run off through the woods, um, uh, being chased by some pretty bad guys and they and the whole story is basically them bonding together and them unraveling this mystery of what is in this box so i mean that's kind of how i kind of started writing in the in the beginning story which eventually became the story from blue ground which was public published uh -huh. as you mentioned by sunbury press in 2015 wow so, yeah, that's yeah, interesting so I, yeah. yeah appreciate it go ahead yeah so it, it really started there and um you know i i writing for you know i had the the um you know the age group in mind as i was writing um so i had to try to you know balance um storytelling with you know, and complex storytelling with telling it in a, in a, in a simplistic way that, you know, kids can understand that students can understand. Um, so I tried to keep, 
you know, in terms terms of the nuts and bolts of writing, I tried to keep, you know, my, you know, verbiage and syntax simple and, and easy to understand and, but yet quick paced that so they, uh, students would like to read it and they could get, so chapters are really short. So they, so they feel good when they finish the, cha finish the chapter and they want to keep reading and things like that. So it's, there's kind of a, you know, a strategy involved with it too. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And you had mentioned earlier, um, uh, from and from Blue Ground, you gave us the background right. on that one. Um, yes. the, I was kind of interested when I read your bio about uh, you have developing in another series called uh, Famous Lads Last Words series. Uh, do you care yes. to tell us something about that? Yeah, sure. Um, that it really that book started when uh, my wife and I were uh, traveling. Um, one spring we drove down to uh, Virginia Beach and on the way, you know, my wife kind of just said something and, and, and then she said, oh, famous last words. And that kind of like stuck with me. Oh, famous last words. That, that would be a really, really good idea for some sort of a book where, you know, mm -hmm. somebody, would say, somebody would say something and then those words would come back to haunt them in the end. You know, not necessarily – it doesn't have to be like a, you know, fatal situation um, because, you know, I, I write for kids, so I don't, you know, but don't want to make it too, you know, too gruesome. But so that, that, that kind of um, sparked an, an idea. And I started on the vacation. I started, I have a, I have a notebook that I carry along with me that I started writing down just different ideas of, of scenarios that of different, um, you know, different famous last words that could, could, could end up, um, being a book and one of them was if we're re really quiet it won't find us and so thinking that <laughs> it probably will, that would come back right and um so, yeah so oh, right. um and and as i said at the at the time i was teaching elementary school and i had i had these three uh, um particular boys in class um who were just you know, they were they were typical just just fun fun, loving, um, uh, just rambunctious boys who were just the, the they, they were, I think they were like the comic relief of my class. And I said to them, you know, <laughs> I'm going to put you guys in a book someday. So you better be careful. And, um, and that summer, um, they, those three boys became the main characters of this book, uh, George, George, John, and Peter from my class. And um, so I put them into this story uh, and they're and like each one of them has you know a different personality. Like one's like a really you know outgoing, out outdoor, outdoorsy type of person. The other, the other one's a little bit bookish. The other one's kind of a, you know comic relief. And um, I said, I thought you know wouldn't it be kind of interesting if they were all looking forward to go going away to this summer camp, but there was something that was lurking in the woods in the summer camp. And of course, the adults think that they think it's a normal type of thing, you know, like a bear or some sort of wolf. But the kids, they think it's this this creature called, you know, the horrible howler, you know, and which is basically like a, a myth in the area that's a, a cryptic. It's like cryptic. It's like a you know, uh, a werewolf type type creature. So they're they decide that they're going to go off and prove. Um, whether this is a real thing or not. <laughs> and so the whole story is them going through this situation. They sneak out of the camp at night and go off into the woods. And 
and I, I don't want to leave, you know, give too much away, but right. that's basically the, 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 you know, the scenario. And one of the main characters says, if we're really quiet, it won't find us. And it, it always occurs in these um, series of novels that I'm doing famous thoughts words. It always comes toward the end. So you have to read, you read, you know, makes you want to read to figure out which character is going to say this. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the scenario there. And uh, that book uh, was published last summer. So yeah, it's fun. They're, they're, they're really fun to, to write. And, um, and actually uh, when it, when uh, Milford house press published it last summer, um, I had the three boys who are in the book. I had them over and the local uh, paper did a, did a story uh, about them and about being put, put in a book. They're all in middle school now. Um, so it was really, it was really great to uh, meet with them. And, and, and it's really great to see, you know, uh, kids get excited about reading and get, and, and I took them, I actually took them along with me in the book writing process. I I sent them manuscripts of the book. They gave me their feedback on the book. They helped me pick the cover of the book. Um, so it was really, really kind of neat to get them. In, yeah, it was re- really neat to get them involved along the way. And, and I, it was a good, it was a, you know, it, a, I said to them last summer, summer, this is an excuse for us to, you know, to stay in, stay in touch with each other. So, so that's the, uh, that's the famous last words book. So. <laughs> Are you working on another one? <laughs> Sounds like a great book, but also it's a great story uh, or series of stories, mm-hmm. really, of of yeah. what went into it. You know, and um, yeah. I guess being a teacher, you're you're really still in touch with all that kid stuff. Um, yeah, know, I remember when I was a kid, there were like creatures in the woods. Um, yeah. I, I yeah. can't remember what. The, there was a woman that hung from trees near our. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk about um, one of your other more recent books, too, um, Summer Changes Everything. Um, And Mm -hmm. that sounds like it's slightly different than than some of the the earlier two that you've described, um, because the... It's called, uh, in the synopsis, a coming-of-age novel uh, about a talented but troubled kid who gets in trouble a lot. Um, what's uh, yeah? What's that? It's, so um, yeah, so summer changes everything. Um, it's it, it's different from the other two books in that the other two books were really like uh, older elementary and maybe middle school age books. This is more of a a young adult book, uh, uh, high school age, you know, and up uh, book, because it does deal with some, you know, some some challenging and issues um, and that these, the main character, Dylan, goes goes through. And um, it, I, I started writing uh, that, that – uh, I actually started writing that book. Uh, that was my second book that I started writing. And it's based um, off – it's based off of a, a town uh, not far from you guys, uh, north of you guys, where I grew up, called Boomsburg, Pennsylvania. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I want I wanted to write this story about about small town life, and I wanted to write a story about you know a kid from the city who's basically forced to go uh, live in uh, with his grandparents for the summer, and he he hates it in the beginning, but it ends up really changing his life 
um, because he's, you know, he experiences uh, life in a different way um, than he normally is experienced. And his, he kind of really works out his troubles. And, and um, so, so that book, I it's kind of funny because I, I, with the, my first book from blue ground, I it took a lot of historical research and I said to myself, I'm just so, you know, tired of, of doing all this research. I just want to be able to just sit down and write something. So I just started writing this book, started writing this book. Well, of course, you know, as you two being authors, you, it never turns out that way. Um, because um, in the story, Dylan, the main character, is a skateboarder. And I know nothing about skateboarding. <laughs> so I had to do all this I had to do all this research. This research, <laughs> yeah, more research of learning how to skate skateboard and the tricks that that he does, and and you know I went and, you know watching skateboarders did it. So it actually it, it it was a good idea in terms of you know when I first started in terms of not doing research, but I ended up having to, having to do research anyway. Um, but I wanted to write it because you know um, uh, you know kids today. And, and young, young, young people today, you know, they're faced with a lot of challenges that, you know, we weren't faced, you know, growing up. And then there's a lot of, a lot of pressure, a lot of, you know, different uh, types of, of things they have to deal with from, you know, mainly from like, you know, divorce or from, you know, loss. And I kind of wanted to, to, to write something that uh, has someone trying to deal with a loss and, Dylan in the story is basically uh, mourning or trying to trying to get over the the breakup of his parents' marriage. So uh, I kind of structured it. I kind of structured it to where he, each chapter or each section of the book goes through one of the seven stages of grief. Um, so you can mm. see like like him him going through all these you know different emotions throughout the book. And and really, this, as a, it's this coming of age story. He what changes him is that he meets a girl, of course, and she puts basically puts hope back into his life. So um, so in the end, he has a change of heart. And um, I, I really enjoyed writing the book. It's a different different type of book than my other two books, um, but it was really you know great taking that journey along with Dylan, the main main character. In the book, and it was good to uh, think about and reminisce about the places in my own ho- hometown um, that I that I traversed in my own youth. Hmm. So yeah, you have a line. You have a. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were done. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm finished. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You have a line is, that reads, "As sure as the seasons dissolve from one into the next, things will change." but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That distills in a, an excellent sentence how many find change distressing. You know, a change of scenery, a change in schedule, a change in habit. So what right. do you share with us that, that about the old demons that reemerge, or, or is that a spoiler? Oh, no. As no, his grandfather. Right. So, no? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like, you know, in this particular book, you know, Dylan is experiencing a lot of change that's going along with his, with his parents um, breaking up. And that, that stems from uh, basically his, his father's alcoholism and, mm. and his father's drinking. And Dylan is uh, in the book. He finds himself 
uh, drinking and 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 do, participating in some underage drinking, and and doing that as a kind of a as a way to rebel. And he he does when he uh, in the story when he um, meets uh, uh, the girl who becomes his first love, and she kind of helps him through that. But eventually he has a relapse, and and those old old demons emerge, and it and 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 it it. it he almost throws away everything that he worked for over the summer, um, you know, by reverting to his own old self. Um, mm. But I really, you know, liked, you know, the idea of, of, of trying to, to teach that, you know, life is about change and, and kids are really afraid of change. I've, I've found they really, mm-hmm. kids really like structure, you know, they like mm-hmm. routine and when things aren't routine, um, and I think all of us are that way to, to some extent. It, it really upsets, you know, them, and it can really throw your life into turmoil. But if, if we can, you know, accept that, you know, life changes, and those changes aren't always bad. They might be rocky, um, but in the end, uh, usually, you know, things come out, you know, okay. It's just a matter of how how you can handle it, of course. So I, I really like exploring that. Um, you know, it's like, you know, somebody, you know, once once compared it to, you know, um, you know, when you go through, you know, like like a birth of a child, right? I mean, there's a birth mm-hmm. of a child. There's a lot of there's a lot of pain. Oh, my, from what my wife tells me, there's a lot of pain involved <laughs> in that. But in the end, if there's in the end, it's it's beautiful in the end, right? So, um, right. you know, sometimes when you know this whole birthing process, you can, you know, you can compare that to a lot of different things. There's, you know, the pain won't last forever. There's always, you know, something beautiful at the other side. Yeah, well, no, that, that sounds like a, a nice way to, to give young people a, a perspective uh, on all the angst <laughs> that they right, experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or maybe I'm just thinking of my teenage years, uh, but... yeah. Um, you know, we've talked a, a little bit at the beginning about your first book, uh, From Blue Ground, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. I know, uh, the, and I, you explain why you, you said it in 1876. Um, right. Is there anything more about the book that you'd like to mention about that book since it was your first, your first uh, foray into being an author? I think as far as uh, uh, as far as the writing process go, I learned a lot, you know, about how to be a, be a writer, what it means to be a writer by by uh, you know working on that book, and, and mainly like my own process. Like we, you know, I found like what works for me. Um, but it's such a fascinating uh, uh, time period um, to write about. Um, but I found that that. For me, what I learned was that I needed to really sit down and flesh out like the whole story, <laughs> you know, sit down and really flesh it out before I start writing it. Uh, because there was, a, there was a time when I was writing that that book that I, I guess I got I got, got writer's block or whatever, but uh, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Basically, I got my uh-huh. main character stuck in a stuck in a room, and the and that the main character was stuck in a room for it. 
for for months in my time, like months or a couple. I couldn't figure <laughs> out what, where I was going with it. I'm like, okay, you got him stuck in this room. Like, now what are you going to do? You know. <laughs> and so I had to really, I had to really think about, you know, what's the story here? You know, what is the line uh, here? And then I and I got got him out of the room by going back to re- the research and looking at what was going on at the time in Pennsylvania. And um, and I got uh, looking at, you know, and reading about the Molly Maguires and the Pinkerton Detective Agency and and uh, Pinkerton agents uh, infiltrating the Molly Maguires and. And it really, in that book, the research and the history really, I let that guide the story. Um, speak. I mean, it's, so it's really a mixture of things that are true and not true. Uh, there are uh, uh, like uh, the, one of the like the one of the main villains in the story is uh, James McFarland, who was the the uh, Pinkerton detective agent who infiltrated the Molly Maguires. And at the time, you know, they thought he was a good guy. But looking back at history, they're saying that he probably wasn't as, you know, a, a good, really a good guy. He really framed a lot of these Molly Maguires. And uh, not oh. too far from here is uh, in Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, is where they, they hung a lot of the Molly Maguires. And many of, of them they, they found were, you know, were, were set up, basically, um, by James hmm. McParland. So, and, uh, you know, that led to some some pardons uh, years years later but so there was a uh, uh, many of the characters in the book uh, uh, Gallen who's who's the president of the Philadelphia and Reading Railroad he is in the book um, and one of the main I turned him into a main villain although I don't think he was uh, as much of a villain as uh, you know James McParland but um, so uh-huh. I, I kind of let history. I let history guide me on that uh, and try to get me out of get me out of my writer's block and my trouble. So I found, <laughs> I found a lot about how learned a lot about my personal writing and how to how I should you know go forward uh, with writing. I'm sure you you both have a process that you go through too. So I found that out with my first book. Yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, that's a good. It's a good idea to find it out early, you know, you know, rather <laughs> yeah. than later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we all go through those kinds of things too. Um, yeah. So I'm assuming, you know, from your description of from Blue Ground, that the three items or in that the little box that they was mm-hmm. that they found that was their dad's has significance, right? Right. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Each have some, but you can't tell that's because that'd be a spoiler, right? Yeah, uh, it's based, well, I can tell because it's in the title of the book, but basically it's something that comes out of the ground. Um, so it's something precious that comes out of the ground, so you could probably assume that it's some sort of, you know, precious gem. Uh, but it's this, the, the mystery okay. of why it came out of this blue ground um, is what they is what they have to find. And um, and incidentally, I am, I am working on a sequel to that book um, uh, based on uh, the characters. It actually, it actually occurs... 30 years later, uh, the two kids in the story are grown up, so it deals with them and their uh, and two other kids in the book. So that's one of the things I'll be working on this summer. Um, I do a yeah. lot of my writing, of course, in the summer. So, uh-huh. um, and I'm also halfway through uh, this the second book in the series of Famous Last Words. Uh, this book is is titled uh, 
what's the worst thing that could happen? That's the title of the yeah. second book in the series. Uh, famous last words. And, uh, yeah. and all three boys in the first book will be making uh, a reappearance in the second book. So I'm going to be working mm. on that this summer <laughs> as well. Mm. Lots of plans for the summer. Well, that, that's pretty great. Um, I, I, I guess uh, we're starting to run out of time. Um, so, uh, oh, yeah. do you have any um, comment? Why? Well, I guess you really. We we're going to ask you. You know, what are you working on? You, you really just okay, answered yeah. that. Um, yeah. And but why don't you tell us uh, about your website uh, or where pe- readers can get your book? You know, some some information on how to get in touch with you and fi- follow up on these books that you've talked about. Yeah, you could, I have a website. It's uh, joeharvey.net, um, or also I'm on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find me. I think it's at, I think the web the Facebook is actually called Joe Paperback, uh, but you can do a search for Joe Harvey. I am getting excited to that things are starting to come back to normal, so I can start doing author events again. Um, I do. I've done a lot of. Um, author visits at elementary schools and middle schools and, and we'd really love mm. to get back doing that again and at, at local libraries and stuff. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. excited to get back out and do that. But before, uh, before uh, we end things, I just want to thank both of you. It's great talking to you uh, again. We've run into each other several times over the years and um, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. Well, and thank you for being on, for coming on to the show. We've enjoyed your sharing and your information about your books. And a reminder well, to all your readers. Yeah, sure. Uh, a reminder to all your readers and listeners out there. All of our books are available at Sunbury Press's online bookstore, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and other online retailers and bookstores. And special thanks to all you listening to the Milford House Mysteries. We hope you enjoyed our program. Our next podcast will be on July 22nd. Uh, That's next month. Um, And when Sherry will interview me about my new historical book, Madam Bessie Jones. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that'll be exciting. Oh, that's at 2.30. I wanted to say at 2.30. I forgot 2.30. Oh, okay. July 22nd at 2.30, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, and in the meantime, um, since we're taking a, a couple weeks break here, you can listen to some of our previous podcasts that you may have missed. Uh, just search Milford House Mysteries uh, it's on the BookSpeak Network. Uh, please also follow us on social media. Uh, I'm on the web at www.sherrynolton.com and Facebook and Twitter. I'm on facebook.com forward slash Carlisle Crime Cases by J.M. West. And you can look for my new book cover on, the, on, the, on my Facebook page. And my website is www.carlislecrimecases.com. So thanks again, Joe, for uh, meeting and talking to us. And until next time, Yes, thank you, Joe. And we'll see. We'll talk to all the rest of you uh, in a few weeks. Thanks for tuning in.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.